Dear Ask the Dog Guy, we moved from a house to an apartment. Our two dogs are not used to sounds, so they bark a lot. I bought an anti-bark device that emits a supersonic, I think they mean ultrasonic in this case, pitch, and the dogs calm down immediately after only two uses. We can now just show the female the anti-bark collar and she will stop. The male won't bark at all. The problem is that the female will bark once in a while and this causes our Shih Tzu Bo, the male, to shake uncontrollably every time because he's worried about the sound coming. I'm hoping he will learn in time that her bark won't cause him distress. Can I do anything to help him? Will he eventually go back to barking in the surroundings outside the apartment? Thank you. This letter's from Warren in Oshawa, Ontario, Canada. So the letter says that after only two uses, this particular type of collar, the ultrasonic, worked. That's like really quick um, and odd and not really a good sign. Now, if people don't understand, uh, in the bark collar world, um, for excessive barking, there are different types of tools. There's call there are collars that will vibrate um, when a dog barks. There are collars that will um, emit an ultrasonic pitch that irritates a dog's ears, but we typically can't hear it. Um, collars that will spray things like citronella or even just straight air, compressed air, um, and um, what else? Oh, you get the uh, the static shock ones, which, you know, they freak a lot of people out, but if you've had ever, ever used a TENS machine, it's the same thing. But um, I have not really found that most collars, anti-bark collars work. The ultrasonic ones, the, the ones where I've found them work are usually the situations I don't want to use them. Um, and that's with dogs who have very low thresholds for stress. They're kind of old souls. They're very sensitive dogs. Um, and because if they do work, that's often making, the, it's, it's just too harsh, I think. Because uh, you can't like say, okay, I'm going to have a very quiet ultrasonic level. Uh, and then I'm going to have a little, like the, the, the static callers or the TENS machine. You know, the, the doctor puts it on your muscle and then he starts it off low until you can kind of feel it. And then as you get acclimatized, it goes up a little bit more and a little bit more. And if he starts too high, then it's, then it's an aversive and it doesn't help you or your muscles or your rehabilitation. Same thing with the bark callers. Um, that if you start, if there's a, there's a certain way to use these collars, and I don't think in this case that, that, that this was used intelligently, and I don't think, I, I don't blame the uh, the end user, I blame the companies that manufacture this. Often they've got more instructions on how to clean the darn things and put the batteries in than they do how to introduce it to a to the dog. But generally speaking, if you've got a dog who's barking, um, I, I find that the real serious barkers, that things like the, uh, the vibration doesn't work, uh, um, at all, or if it does, it doesn't last. Same with the ultrasonic, same with the citronellas. Um, they'll eventually bark through, and those can be kind of expensive to uh, uh, to keep using, if you, even if they do work, because they keep going. Now, you definitely, with the ultrasonic and citronella, don't use it when you have two dogs, because if one dog barks, the other one gets uh, punished. And, and, you know, the these callers, the companies often say, well, mine, ours is a humane approach. You know, this is humane. If it stops the barking, the dog's going, there's something humane about it because I just don't want to bark again. It's not, you have, if you're going to use it, you have to embrace the reality that you're going to do something that your dog is not going to like uh, enough that it will seize the barking. The trick is, is to do it in a way that we can help the dog understand you're not bad, I'm not bad. 
Um, it's the barking I need you to work on here. And that's better done in steps. So I think it was the wrong tool for the job, perhaps due to this dog's personality, but certainly because there are um, two dogs involved. So can I do anything to help them? Yep, throw that collar out. If I'm a surprise those, those collars still are in existence, quite frankly, because I would think that, don't throw it out, take it back. If uh, um, usually, you know, you've got, 30 days to return these things. Um, but that, that wouldn't be, the again, the, uh, uh, the, the, the tool for the job. If you're going to introduce any type of collar to a dog, um, what you would do is, uh, if it's triggered there's, you know, by uh, a battery, take the battery out. Um, and just every time you're going to uh, do something fun with your dog, you know, give it its dinner. Uh, do some little trick training, uh, go for car ride, whatever your dog likes. Begin it with putting the collar on. Say, come on, let's put your collar on. There we go. Good. And again, I, I, ideally, it'd be great if the dog, you know, saw the collar and started to wag its tail and goes, oh boy, we're going to do something fun. And I would do that if I'm not in a real rush to get the barking put to bed. I would do that until um, putting the collar on and taking it off is just innocuous. It's it really, the, the dog doesn't care. Then I would get a collar that I can set the level of the stimulation at a really low, so I mean so low that I don't expect it to work. I just want to introduce the sensation of, oh, the vibration, if it has different levels of vibration, um, if it's a spray, different levels of the spray, if it's the static, different levels of the static. And I just... We'll, we'll, you know, I'll do some introduction. I'll usually keep the dog's leash on and I'll do a trigger, like knock on the door, ring the doorbell. And typically I don't really expect to see anything, but I'll tell you, I'll stick with that for a week if I have to, until I am sure uh, the dog has no, no, and then I just, uh, uh, once I, I know the dog is, um, uh, it doesn't mean the dog doesn't feel anything. It just doesn't feel it enough to really care about it. Then if you if you got a, a collar that you can change the setting and just come up one more and then lock it in. I don't like these collars that go up automatically. No, you want to lock it in. And so if I got it locked in at level one or, or, or two, you know, I might see the dog bark and then scratch at its neck going, Jesus, is there a bug on me? Can you check? Uh, just a little bit, again, not enough that the dog would be aversive to barking but uh, enough to notice it. And I'd stick with that for a week. Then I would go to a next level. And usually in the next range, usually off these collars have like five levels. If I'm at the uh, uh, third level, that's usually a working level. That's the one where you'll give your dog will hop and go, what the hell, what the oh, I felt that before, but it wasn't like that. And then a little repetition. Again, not just, don't just dump your dog and, and uh, in a barking situation, have the dog barking. Um, without you're there to guidance or turn it off if we're not seeing the dog pick, pick uh, connecting the dots. Oh, I'm not bad, you know, but I think it's when I'm barking here. And it, it's just, I think that's a more intelligent way to do it. Now, when I'm working with clients, I show them kind of how to be a bark caller. You know, we don't, we're not using devices. Uh, but there are situations where people are, you know, impacting the quiet enjoyment of those around them in an apartment situation and in some you know, real estate situations, it's grounds for eviction, uh, even at a condo situation where you own the property. So uh, people can be under the gun, but it's a tool. And as with any tool, it'll be more the foolish way the tool is used than the tool itself uh, uh, being a problem. So that's my, my 
take on it. You can try a, like a vibration collar if you can find one that goes up incrementally. I don't think it, it might work because these dogs may be, uh, they sound like they're fairly sensitive to be for it to work that quickly. But um, you know, I will say slow is the fastest in dog training. You don't want to tsunami your dog. Um, the, the, the static ones like the TENS machine, um, uh, if you're unsure or nervous about that, you go, you, you'll know somebody who's got a TENS machine and ask them to use it and you'll see, ah, oh, that's what it feels like. That's what it feels like to the dog. But you're not going to start it at level 100. You're going to start it at level 5 and then 10 and you're going to find the level that gets your attention. And that's just uh, enough to be, uh, in the case of muscle rehab, therapeutic. And, but there are levels where you're going, I don't want to do that type of thing. That, whether it's a, uh, a vibration, citronella, ultrasonic, or it's that, that's what's going on with the dog. So you need to embrace the idea here. You're doing something your dog's not going to like, but you want to do it in a way that it's not such a tsunami of an experience that you detract from your dog's overall enjoyment of life, as has happened with uh, uh, Bo, our, our Shih Tzu here. Um, He's, uh, um, this, this is the wrong tool for the job, wrong way to introduce the tool. Not your fault, um, but there's a few suggestions to try and get things back on the right track. If you've got any questions, let me know. If you find that any of the many free resources I provide companion dog owners via the Ask the Dog Guy YouTube channel or website have informed you, saved you time, and perhaps even saved you a little money, please buy me a coffee. Alternatively, you can also become a monthly sponsor, which will go a long way to spreading the word about science and common sense in the companion dog training world. You can find details in the notes. Many thanks.